0: this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Supercharging Business Success, where our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire promote and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're gonna talk about conversation versus confrontation. And we'll do that in just seven minutes with Jay Williams. Now, Jay helps leaders from small business to Fortune 500 companies achieve desired outcomes through his leadership philosophy and methodology. He has significant experience in executive development, sales, process analysis, and transformation, client services, and change management. Jay, it is fantastic to have you here with us today. It's great to be here. It's interesting to be
1: with someone who looks very similar to me. You handsome
0: dudes. We just light up the screen. (laughs) Jay, who's your ideal client?
1: The ideal client is, so if you look at business, you have your product, your process, your people. My ideal client is probably refine their product and their process. If there's a wild card for them, it's their people. And how do they lead them? And so the ideal client will come generally with a challenge around getting their people to follow
0: them. So you kind of touched a bit on the problem, but maybe you can be a little bit more specific about what is the problem these people share that you solve? I think what I have found that they have in common
1: is listening. And as a leader, they have constantly had people come to them for an answer, for them really to speak. And I think the most effective communicators communicate from the other person's perspective. And you really can't do that until you understand it, which
0: requires you to do two things, ask questions and listen. That's beautiful. I like that we articulated that. Now, let's switch over to the right brain and tell us about the feelings, emotions, symptom, What's, what's going on inside the bodies of our listeners that might cause he or she to reach out, Jay, and talk to you? I think my experience has been where people reach out is where
1: they're not getting the desired, not only performance, that would be one element, but commitment from people. And so I differentiate between compliance and commitment. Compliance you do because you have to, commitment because you want to. And these quiet quitters, it's this term that's evolved over the past two months this is what companies are concerned about. They have people's mental, physical, financial commitment, but they don't have their emotional commitment. And that's really the ultimate trigger for, I think, the discretionary performance that companies and leaders need.
0: That's beautifully stated. I love that. I love the fact that you're so timely on this problem. I like the way you described it, too. So our listeners are hardwired to be problem solvers, so they're trying to take care of this themselves. What are the mistakes that you see that people making over and over again as they try to be more effective leaders with through their communication style? I'm going to be very specific, not that this yeah. is the only one
1: you had asked about when they're trying to problem solve. And and I talk about this in my methodology, It's how we ask questions. So as a leader, we'll ask, well, why wasn't that report on time? Or why didn't you hit your numbers? And why questions take people back in time and are problem focused. So that's why they're finding themselves in a problem-based conversation. When you ask a what question versus a why. So as an example, why isn't this report on in on time versus what would need to happen so that we had this report on a timely basis. What would you need to do differently so that you did achieve some of these goals that you had set for yourself? The what question is future-based thinking and solution-based thinking. And so that's very tactical. There's a larger methodology to it, but if somebody wants something tangible to take away from the call, Start framing your questions with what
0: versus why. That's a fantastically beautiful. I love the way you select words. So Jay, what's one single action that people listening to us can take for free would really help them a lot? Maybe you gave us a hint right there. Get, get the why questions out of your vocabulary. But what is it? What's that one free action you recommend? Well, I think you answered it. It's, it and it's it's
1: guided towards first listening, I think as, as leaders today, there's a great deal of pressure to have the answer. And the reality of the leader today, which by the way, might be modified in two months or two years, but just for today, is how do we function confidently in an environment where we may not have the answers? And so I would invite you to start to feel comfortable with not having the answer And even feeling more comfortable that the person that you're talking to may have the answer. And I think mentally it puts you in a different state. It puts you at ease, but it takes you from feeling as though you have to give answers to you have to get answers. And instead of speaking, you start to listen. So that would be the one piece is asking questions to understand versus speaking.
0: Beautiful. So I know, but our listeners do not know that you've got a fantastic free gift in fact, maybe even multiple gifts, where would they go on your website to get their hands on whatever gift it is that you'd like to offer up, Jay? Well, here's what I would offer to
1: you, complimentary instead of free, is if you go to the website, there's actually an assessment on there. And I wanna tell you where my skill sets start and stop. I did not write it, but I did have an organizational psychologist after she read my second book and asked her to write questions that would give leaders insight And identify for them where there may be an opportunity for them to enhance their influence. And so if they go to the website, which is just simply jwilliamsco.com, you can click anywhere there and click on the assessment and you'll get that complimentary. The other thing is that there's a Q&A tab. And I would love to invite people to send in their questions. And much like you, I try to answer those questions within 60 to 90 seconds. And it is a video
0: response. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. In fact, I call that, I call that laser coaching. So you're like giving it that. away. That's fantastic. I'm going to write that down. I like it. Laser yeah. coaching. Yeah. Laser coaching. Or you can even say video laser coaching. Hey, Jay, look, True confessions. I told you I'd ask you seven questions in seven minutes, but I only thought of six. So, what question were you thinking Bill should be asking me? And so, what's and then what's the answer to that unasked question?
1: I. I I love that you asked this, and
0: this is something that's based on
1: a scenario that I'm facing today. And if you're a leader or you're an entrepreneur and you're you're hearing this, I think you'll be able to relate to it, is that we have people that are not meeting the agreements that we have in place as it relates to their performance. Yet we're tasked with the labor market that doesn't allow us to allow this person to be successful somewhere else or fire them and then bring in someone else. And so the question that's really evolved is if, if I can't afford to let this person go because of the impact they will have and I can't replace them, when do I fire someone? And so here's the question that you may not have asked, but I get asked. If you're talking about taking all these precautions to avoid that, when do you fire someone? And here's where I, I would invite you to go to get clarity is if you cannot trust someone, meaning that you can't trust them in the areas that you need to trust them. Where do you need to trust them? That should be found in their job description. And so whether it's based on their intent or their integrity, their capabilities, their results, these will be the areas that you need to trust them. If you can't, it's time to allow them to be successful somewhere else. If that person Now, ideally we hire people who have our values. In the event we don't, the next scenario is if you don't have them, we at least support them. If people won't support them, here's where I draw a line in the sand. At a minimum, you can't violate them. So when do you fire someone? Is when you can no longer trust them in the areas you need to trust them. And within a
0: minimum, they will not violate your values. Excellent. I love that articulation, Jay. Thanks for sharing your wisdom with us today. Now, everybody, in closing, let's focus on this single fact. And that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. So they get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management and number three, leveraging high performance teams. That's what Jay's been talking about here for the last seven minutes. So Jay, thanks for sharing your time with us. Everybody, thanks for listening to Jay and I today.